He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Belotify, the one and only podcast about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bellotta, and I'm here every week with the delicious, always optimistic, Alexia Cristina Apostolides. Hey, Cristina Apostolides, Alexia. I bet you couldn't do that three times really fast. I won't even go 10, just three. Hello. Um, hey, guess what I did this weekend? What? I bought a gong. A gong? Oh, are you doing, sound, are you doing sound healing? I want to get into it. Um, and I was at the gym show and there was a gong. And luckily I had the guts to haggle a little bit. So... Is it a big gong? I mean, gongs it's, are it's big. Six, it's 16 inches. So, you know, it's beautiful. They had smaller ones for less money, but they were higher pitched. This one has a really nice, deep, rich, omi tone to it. So, yeah. So is And I assume you, you hit it with a mallet. You got mm -hmm. the mallet. And... The mallet came with it. I nice. bought a little stand. The stand should actually might be downstairs now. A little pretty wood stand so it can hang like artwork. And then... I can gong it, you know, before dinner, but I'm also giving a talk in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to take it with me to uh, kick off the meditation. Well, maybe you'll gong for us here on the show. Yes. Sometime soon. Yes. I'll get my, my bowls out and my gong and my two little drums. And we're going to have a little sound healing <laughs> on the show. I love it. There's a gent I saw on Instagram who um, does sound healing, vocal sound healing. Ooh. He sounds like a a, a monk, you know, sing, mm -hmm. just, the, it's just incredible what comes out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. It's these glorious tones. Uh, I wish I could do that. Just Well, I can lead you in a mantra meditation, too. See, it's an act of meditation. Oh, okay. Maybe There's we'll do that of, on a show. A lot of things up my sleeve that, you know, you just don't know. There are a lot of things up your sleeves. That's for <laughs> sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, So what's Good going enough. on? What's on, what's on your mind? What's, what's happening? Well, actually today I'm thinking about a tipsy about, well, about time. Tipsy. Today's tipsy is one for our artist listeners, but it applies to everyone in today's on-the-go world. And pardon my directness, but it, it is up to you to manage your calendar. No shade, life is busy, and the beauty of mobile connectivity can also be a curse. So be careful. And here's the thing. I can't tell you how best to keep a calendar, whether it's digital and connected in the cloud or hung on the wall of your kitchen. That's really up to you. 
but I can assure you that whatever the case may be, you do yourself a world of good by devising and maintaining a protocol for ensuring that you can always observe dates you commit to. Let me say that again. I can assure you that whatever the case may be, you do yourself a world of good by devising and maintaining a protocol for ensuring that you can always observe dates you commit to. In other words, don't commit without knowing you're available by getting it on your calendar and seeing what else is there. And if you do commit, notate it pronto. And a few little tidbits about that. You can notate a soft hold or a pencil hold in pencil, notate a definite hold in pen. Uh, you should always look at timing when you're looking at putting something on hold in your calendar and making sure that you've delineated time between those two commitments to refresh, rejuice, whatever it is that you need to do. And remember, always communicate effectively. And by that, I mean, it's okay to call and ask if a hold that's been placed on your time is going forward or not. Don't be afraid to do that. It's always okay to call and ask. And if you get pushback on that call, then, um, you know, maybe you want to decide you want to work for somebody else. That is my tipsy. Beautiful. So I have to, I have to think I was, I was given this tipsy and I just, I have to believe that Yaya had a calendar. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She, she had some pretty strict rules that one. Um, so for example, there could never be two big events in one weekend. And oh. the reason for that is Greeks celebrate big and it would be unfair to the host of the second event to have a room full of exhausted Greeks. Great, great. So we rule. don't want to do two big ones in a week. And now you can have two small events even in one day. That's okay if they're not real big blowout events. But you have to leave from 2 to 4 p.m. open for what's called the Ipolipo. Ipolipo. Ipolipo, which is the Greek version of a siesta. Ipolipo. Mm -hmm. The Greek version of a siesta. Mm -hmm. I love that. Isn't that nice? Yes, and I agree with Yaya. We should have Ipolipo here in the United States. We should. My godfather, my Nuno, nap every single day. Did not matter what you were doing. I would be over. He would say, okay, you stay, hang out. I'll be back out in an hour. He'd go take one a one-hour nap and come back. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a toughie. Some people can do that. And there are people who believe in the 20-minute nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could be one of those people. <laughs> okay, before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why, thank you. All right, talking about naps. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who is our guest today? Let's bring him on. Okay, I'm super excited because I uh, I love this. I love our artist today. He's originally from Australia, and his love for singing acoustic, soulful music led him to over 30 countries learning the art of the creative process and studying with an eclectic range of teachers worldwide. He played venues in Tel Aviv, Italy, Germany, Holland, just to name a few. Um, came to the U.S. in 1998, he immersed himself in the East Coast music scene. 
And since moving to San Diego in 2012, he's been busy playing solo and duo cover shows all over Southern California. He has an uncanny knack for knowing just the right cover song to suit the audience, which allows for a diverse range of show styles and genres. He knows how to make each song his own while remaining loyal to the original integrity of the music. He loves a quote from Bob Dylan. People seldom do what they believe in. They do what is convenient. This is something he takes into account in his personal life, which helps to find him as a musician. Please welcome the talented, the kind-hearted, the oh-so-diverse, Sam Hosking. Hello. Hello. Hey, Sammy. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. Yay. Thanks for being here. and Thanks for listening. Yes. I've been listening actually to uh, uh, quite a few of his shows. I enjoyed the one with the two uh, the two musician girls, their sisters. Yes, Kalina and Kalina. Kiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great episode. They are I, they're superstars. Those two. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would love to hear more about them. Um, you know, at some point. Well, we'll have to talk. Yeah, or maybe you'll meet. I would love to. But, you know, we have to start this the show the way that we do every week. You might know this, but uh, we have to start with what's called 10 Quick Questions. 10 Quick Questions! 10 Quick Questions? Yay! I'm scared. Okay, go. Okay, this is how it works. <laughs> Alex is going to have the clock. Two minutes, mm-hmm. 10 questions. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready, Sam Hosking? I'm ready. Do you believe in magic? I do. I do. I believe in magic. Which area? We have to create magic. You create magic. Yeah, that's important. Yes, I think you do, actually. Uh, which area of a boat has the best acoustics? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Which area of a boat has the best acoustics? I'm going to say the area next to the speakers. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, you know, I, I used to like ice cream, but you know, when you get older, Anthony, you know. Oh no, I'm sad. I know, I'm but sad. I, I, if I if I had to choose, um, give me the milk mint chocolate chip. Okay. But yeah. we won't because you won't eat it, but we would if you could. And I, would, you would. I would take some politely and then I would just excuse myself quietly and, and I would go and give it away. Dangity dang. Okay, yeah. when was the last time you tried something new other than ice cream? Um, today. What did you do? Right before we started talking. I'm building myself a little area where I'm starting a new business, importing uh, goods from China and selling them online. Oh. Yeah, I like building websites. That's my latest thing. It's like a hobby. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you more about that if you want to know. I do, right after the 10th question. You're in the middle of the ocean, just you and your guitar. What song are you singing? <laughs> um, something about having a paddle. What's that one? Without a paddle. Um, I would be using the guitar as a paddle. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're very practical. I love it. Yeah, because oh, so would I. I want to go to the shore, so I'm using that guitar as a paddle. Okay, that's your... there, I mean, if we're gonna die, we might as well sing our way out. That's right. Well, I wasn't thinking about death. I was just thinking about a beautiful, like, 
sojourn. You're out in the ocean. You're on a boat. Okay, you're know. not sinking. Okay. Gotcha. No, you're not sinking. No. <laughs> Uh, I would play country music on a boat. Country music. Which leads me to my next question. Can you do an American accent? I try. I think but you I, can. It does not work. You know, the one thing I cannot say, I've never been able to say is, uh, and you know, this is silly, but I can't say law and order. Law and order. I just can't do it. Law and order. Do, you do that do again? Law and order. I can't do it. Law and order. Law and order. I just haven't got it. So thank God I'm not an actor because I would suck. See, then you would just do L-A-H and read it that way. Law and and then you would put the word O-R or slash D-E-R. I've had this conversation too many times. (laughs) You know what I say? Don't audition for the show. No. That's all. Just go somewhere else. You know, like a... uh, an expat Australian. Uh, I could do that. Yeah. They but you know, I, I, th- I think you do have a, a knack with accents. And maybe if I asked you if you could do a country accent, you'd say yes, because you you can. I'm just saying that you can. Given the, right. you, you know what? Given a few whiskeys at Whiskey Girl and it's three hours in, yeah. Okay. I'm see, there you go. So country music. I'll, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll try. And what's the moral of that story? It's in you all the time. Yes. That's right. That's right. Bring it out, huh? Absolutely. Okay, so what is your most prolific time of day? Is it morning, afternoon, or or evening? Or late night? The morning. The morning. You gotta get up. If there's anything you need to do, do it early. What what time do you rise in the morning? Um, Usually by six. Because, you know, I live in Ocean Beach, so I don't know if you can hear right now, but there's a 747 flying over our house. Uh. No, we can't. We can't hear it, thankfully. But um, it's really but you nice have the flights. Here, but we live right underneath. Ah. Uh, you know, right at the beginning of OB, right near you know Chris's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That, close, not, that area. Not far from the airport. Very close to the airport, so those planes just zoom right over the top of us. But that's not. I go to bed early anyway. Right after Law and Order, I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'm out pretty early. I mean, why not? And then you know you've got between the hours of 5 a.m. and and 10 11 a.m. to really get some serious work done before the world and really comes alive. Right? And then you know what people will call or some something will happen that will ruin your that will interfere you know with your uh, your mission. Even somebody just knocking on the door um, might just prevent you from that. You have to take a second. And then the thought, the feeling's gone, the thought is gone, and you have to kind of recapture, you know? Yes, you're, you're, so, you're so on top of it. And I, not to make you feel like you're common or anything, but we have spoken about that very thing on this podcast before, the idea of getting up early and getting it done in the morning uh, and, and how stress uh stress alleviating that can be you know because you know you're getting it done before the rest of the world wakes up and starts nudging at you and nagging you for things we're not supposed to work all day we're supposed to live that's true we're supposed to you know there is hours of the day for work and then there's hours of the day to enjoy food and each other not supposed to work. That's why working at night is kind of inconvenient. I wish they would do these events at 10 in the morning. Come right, on. right. <laughs> it gets in the way of the sleep and the social. I totally understand. What is the most memorable live concert show or festival you've experienced as an audience member? 
Wow. I mean, that's got to be over. I remember one time in Israel, I saw Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Ooh. Wow. Who played like together over a couple of days. And wow. That was wild. In Tel Aviv. That was, I mean, that was pretty, the whole country stopped. And then that happens too in Australia when we get big name people come out, the whole, you know, everything stops and people kind of, you know, go to the concert and that's all they do. And celebrate. For a few days. Which of the five senses is your strongest? Oh. Um, geez. I think I'm gradually losing all of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that's still there. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I used to have such great eyesight, and then as you get older, I mean, it happens, kids. I mean, you know, just you, your parents are right. Mm -hmm. The stuff that. Uh, they say mm -hmm. it's going to happen. It happens. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe it. I've oh, known, no. I've, I've known you guys for over 10 years. Yes. And, yes. you know, I mean, Anthony, I don't know how you do it. You still look 27 right now. So I sleep on ice. But just remember, my eyes are going bad. So. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> all right. Then I don't need to be offended no. that you didn't include me in that statement. No, just saying. not at all. No, all right, fine, fine, fine. Last, last of this. Goddess. Your Greek goddess, and the clock is definitely. We're definitely over. We've we blown but, it. We've blown out of water. But, but I have one more question. What's the one thing you wish you could stop doing, Sam Hosking, if anything? I wish I could stop doing less and do more, you know, because. Um, oh. Yeah. So I wish I could stop procrastinating, I guess you would say. You don't sound like a procrastinator. You're up yeah, at five in the morning. That's not procrastination. <laughs> no, I think it's more that it, I cannot do anything unless it's all perfect. If it's not perfect, I can't do it. Uh, you know, like if it's not completely organized and, mm -hmm. and like, which ties into what I was doing earlier today. I was so involved in it that uh, it, I, I forgot that we had this talk this morning <laughs> for a little while and then, and then uh, remembered. Oh, so I just got really into it and, 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 uh, but uh, and that's so yeah and so if 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 the puzzles if if it's, the puzzle pieces are not fitting it's very difficult for me to finish that project you know I have to move on to something else it has to all fit black is black and white but you know there's no such thing as perfection yeah so there, you know, there must be a point at which you just decide you have to move on yes or do that's you the beauty of music isn't it I mean your interpretation mm -hmm. of songs and stuff there's no right way isn't it? I mean, you, you, there's no, uh, there's no perfect way to sing a song or there's no the perfect, no one feeling that you have to mm -hmm. have when you listen to a song. It's all subjective. Mm -hmm. And those with the most perfect voices aren't always those who bring the emotion and are, that's as, right. You know, are popular and make music that people want to listen to. It's not about the perfection of the voice. It's about the heart and the emotion and right? the story and the story that it tells. And there's outside influences. Like it's different writing songs now than it was 20 years ago. I mean, you're, you're I mean, it depends what you want to do with them. And that's why you have to take it back to the love of it because that doesn't change. So now that we're in such a different environment than the 90s where all you could do when I was young was you would have to get signed by somebody and then that was your publishing and then and they they would and you could you could make money from published works that all went away 
and now it's something completely different. And so you've got all these musicians out there who are just pouring their hearts and souls into their music. And it's a different environment. It's like a moonscape out there for them, you know? And so the only thing you can do is take it back to the one, which is the love of music. So if the reason you're playing for the love of music, that can be the nineties, it can be today. It's the same thing. That's all you can do. So unless you can do that, you know, it's a tough road. I think that needs to be my new mantra. Take it back to the one. I'm yeah. writing that down. I like that. I'm stealing that, but I'll give you credit for it. Right. To the love of it. Because what, if you can't do anything for the love of it, you're going to be battling with yourself all the way through. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Even when you do something that you love to do, there's plenty of battles to fight. So uh, you can just, you know, imagine if you're doing something that you don't love to do, that's just, you know, it, there's tons more. It, even when you're doing something you love to do, you're fighting battles. So you better love it enough to. Yeah. And doesn't it? I mean, if you, it's all about, I mean, it comes down to comfort and money at the end of the day, doesn't it? I mean, you want to, when you're spending eight hours a day on something, you kind of want it to support your hat, you know, the, the rent and the bills and all that kind of stuff. And, and that plays into it. But I mean, this, this, you've got to create a situation where you take that out of the picture when it comes to me. You have to dedicate time that is unused so that you can uh, really do it for the love of it. Mm-hmm. And that comes through in energy, the energy of the music and the energy of the artist. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes through in the, in the songs and the videos and all of that stuff. Well, let's talk about the videos and the songs because you are very good at getting videos of your work out there and for marketing yourself in the variety of styles that you offer classic rock 90s easy listening country when i made those videos i was kind of feeling good and feeling motivated about making those videos Mm -hmm. and so i haven't found that same kind of feeling since then i wish i could do a lot more i've got a couple of original songs that are on Spotify that I wish I could make a video for, Mm. you know, um, they're they're good songs. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just haven't, uh, haven't got around to it just yet. But you're using the video, you're using uh, YouTube specifically to market yourself. And what you've done is different from a lot of the other artists that we work with in that you've actually cut videos of the styles that you offer so that helps somebody like us because our our customers our clients don't always know styles they can't always pick a style and say that's what i want um or they'll say i only want that style yeah and so if you do it and i get into this too because if anything I, I would love to, uh, if there's any people listening that are uh, musicians that want to get into, because everybody wants to get into corporate work and that's where I've really excelled and that's where I'm doing really great with corporate gigs. And, and, it, and there's a few things that I would love to, um, you know, share with your audience about how you, you would go about that. And one of those things is exactly that, is that you have to be diverse. And I think that um, the fact that I am the age that I am, um, you know, I was exposed to a lot of the classic rock stuff when I was a kid. And so that's all there. The Billy Joel, Elton John. I know it mm-hmm. by heart. I've known it since I was 11. And so then growing up and, and, and 
you know, I had that. So for a lot of these younger guys that wouldn't know some Cat Stevens and obscure stuff that, you know, in your corporate crowd is always generally 40 to 60 year old uh, classic rock type folk, mm -hmm. I guess. You know, so that's really handy to have that. And then, um, you know, being able to separate and that's again, organization. So wherever you keep your song charts, that has to be super organized. So you can pull it up, when, pull out what you need. What are you looking at right now? What's the feeling in the room? And then uh, pull up those that list of songs that's gonna work for that and trust in that list, you know, and trust in that list and, and uh, separating all of those genres and adding and and you know adding those to an event at the right time is really crucial you only have that one chance to impress people could i ask you about that you're you're at a gig and you're playing a specific style and you're doing what as you're playing to inform yourself as to what you should play next what what are you doing other than performing at that time yeah, that's um, that's so important. And you know, obviously, dinner time is a certain kind of music. I love being in the. I I was in uh, Palm Springs the other day, playing for a big car dealership. They had the president of that uh, car dealership was out there, and they had all their top salespeople there. And um, they put me right up on stage, Anthony. They with a bunch of lights. They had a lighting guy, and they had you know, it was uh, I was the center of the room. And I was, you know, I'm way more comfortable on the floor in the background. Mm -hmm. I love just being way over there where no one. So that's a different thing. So the whole show is different then. You know, then then you're talking about no matter from the out, no, who, no matter who walks in the room, that show is different than the ones where I'm way out in the back and there's only me and my little light that I bring with me. And, and uh, I'm in the background and I can sit and whisper songs out to people in the back and, and, and it depends. So, so then, you know, people are having dinner. People, the first hour is always um, the get them hour. That's the hour when you want to play songs that they know. So you're judging from uh, when you walk in the room, you see what kind of people are they older, are they younger? Um, that first hour, you hit, you hit them with the tried and true songs, the ones you're, you're best at, the ones you mm -hmm. really good at. Then they, they'll have dinner. And then you hit them with those whispering, sweet, dinner songs um and then you know after that it, it could go either way they'll be dancing or they'll be talking and so you know if they're if it's if it's the first night of a conference very different from the fourth night of a conference mm -hmm. right i mean mm -hmm. you've got to carry them on the fourth night they're ready to they're oh they're drunk as much as they can drink that week they've eaten too much fancy food you know and they're behaving a lot different than they are on the very first night so it's a, you can you take all these things into consideration, plug them into your computer in your mind, and you come out with a list. There's a list for that, you know. And so it all depends on on all of these factors. Not just are they old, are they young, but like like I said, is it the first night? Is it the last night? Is it uh, what kind of a you know kind of event? How many people are here? What, what kind of a room is? Am I up front? Am I in the back? Mm -hmm. And and you're paying attention, which is mm -hmm. is the the primary point here that you're not just wherever you're placed. And there is a lot more pressure when you're on stage and there are lights that uh, you know focused on you, and you know you feel that you have to suddenly perform. There's a lot more pressure there, but nonetheless, you're paying attention mm -hmm. to you're what's happening. And then organize. Once you, I mean, it's one thing to understand what's happening in the room; it's the other thing to have the list for it. 
Yes. And right. it's, it's, it's not about, this is the list that I play at these events. Every time I play these events, it's about, these are the songs that these people will connect with. Yes. At that particular moment in time. Right. Well, at that particular assessing. moment in time. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought that up and it's, go great way to prepare asking is this the first night the fourth night where are we in the entire meeting because you're so right on that does color the way people act at events and you know whether they're there with their boss or they're there with just friends that all you know will color the way all the time you swing and miss all the time Mm -hmm. and you know so i mean there are people that um you know, just love country music. So when we're playing uh, corporate gigs out here, we most of the time, whether it's on a boat or in a hotel or wherever it is, um, these people are coming from the middle of the country. Uh, modern country music from 2002 to 2016 is just a, a winner every time for a lot of those cases. But then, then you would be surprised, like the other night at that dealership, a lot of these people from Orange County, and they're mm-hmm. just not country folk. You know, they just don't. Right. They didn't want to, uh, so you've got to, you've got to, uh, you swing, you swing and you miss, and then you get back up and you try something else. And and the key to it again is organization. Now, uh, for all you musician folk out there, I use an app called OnSong, and that is a very valuable app. It's the best. I think when I bought it a few years ago, it was like fourteen bucks. I understand now they're doing subscriptions, like everybody's doing now, so you have mm-hmm. to pay a little more per year or whatever. But you can separate your songs into books. You can separate your books into set lists. You can separate your, and here's a trick that I use. I want to share with the world. Um, I, my, I have books uh, labeled one, two, three, four, and five. So one, super mellow. Two, a little bit less than super mellow. Three, middle of the range. Four is getting up there, nice upbeat music. And five is we're going to party and drink and then let's play and dance. So you've got these five, it's easy to go, is this a number one gig? And honestly, uh, 70% of corporate gigs are number ones. So mm. I go to my number one list and I'm okay with it. Are they country? Are they classic rock? Start there. And then, you know, it's all separated into songs. I've got 1,200 songs in my songbook. Wow. And of those, you know, I know 800, um, the, honestly. There's some that you forget and you just don't. Right, you, you have to... Intent. You know, go through them right before yeah so there's that but but that's super important musicians uh is your organization with song lists can i give uh musician friends one more tip about uh becoming a corporate musician please i hope you do yes. please do this is super important guitar players okay uh your right hand is really important it's not um necessary that it's not necessarily the best thing that you play with a pick uh, uh, all the time or actually you know in most situations with corporate music you want to play with your fingers your thumb you want to uh, whisper out these songs and you want to uh, you, if you play with a pick my friends you might end up with a situation two hours in where the whole thing just sounds like um, bagpipes you know what I mean like where that strumming of the right hand, that strumming of the guitar just starts to grate on people. So the finger picking is a huge tip for uh, people looking to get into corporate music. 
uh, finger picking, using your right hand uh, uh, gently um, and as quietly as possible is, a, is, a, is definitely what's kept me there. Mm. Is, it, is it because you can control the dynamic better? Absolutely. So you know, Anthony, when, when people are trying to have dinner, the last thing they want to do is listen to, you know, the, the, a pick on the strings of an mm-hmm. amplified guitar. It's just mm-hmm. something that's so important and so little and you wouldn't necessarily think about it. But um, developing your right hand musicians is, is a, a great, really great way to uh, ensure that people at the end of the night, they'll say thank you and, and so much. And, and it really does. So I, I very rarely play with a pick. I'll go down to some noisy bars or Irish bars and I'll play with a pick like that. Um, but when I'm doing corporate, I'm either using my thumb to strum or I'm using I'm finger picking most of the time. And that is a big deal. Um, you know, uh, it's going to just make it's just going to provide a, a just more easy sound. Also, it, it, you know, people say to me all the time, like, I love your interpretations of these songs. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to play them the way they sound. (laughs) But I guess that, you know, I have my interpretation. So I guess that's where it comes out like that. So because you just don't want to um, use a pick all the time like that, unless you're in a noisy room. That is solid advice. Thank you for sharing that. It's not something I would have thought thought of, but having studied mandolin when i was younger and as soon as i hear you say that i'm like oh i can totally hear yeah i can see why you say that because it can sound tinny and and over time that can be um that that's wonderful advice that i don't think most people would think of that's why we don't have bag bagpipes for three hours you know we have bags five fifteen minutes <laughs> for five minutes right yeah. so you talk, you, talk about, you talk about books five books different um different um um yeah. Vary, varying rhythms and feels. Um, feels do, you, yeah. do you use the books live or are, yeah. you re- are you looking at music when you're playing or are you? I'm you looking at you know, chord charts. Yeah, chord charts. A chord charts. Yeah. But, so but you, the, you would, uh, you would if, if, if you want to learn a new song, say I'll have to learn a few songs for a wedding or something. You know, you go on the internet, you find that song you copy and paste it into, uh, I, I, there's a few programs, uh, software um, out there that you can use. I, I use OnSong. Um, so you bring it into OnSong and you rework it the way you want to play it. You listen to the song. So, you know, man, I, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm a podcast guy. I, I barely listen to music these days. I listen to mm. all kinds of podcasts. I could name you 20 different podcasts that I love and listen to, but when it's time to learn a song or two, I sit and I study it. So I, I, I will sit down and I'll, I'll say, okay, here's the five songs that I have to learn. I'm going to get these done in one, in one, you know, one session, one sitting. And so I'll sit down and I'll, I'll take the, the chord charts from the internet. I'll bring them into on song. I will sit and go through the, I'll listen to the song and play the chords through. Uh, I add little things like uh, little, little, uh, uh, you know, like um, little, I would add like arrows um, or just certain notations that I, I need that I understand. Mm-hmm. That I understand for my. So if the vocals are going high, I'm going to put an up arrow. If the if the uh, if it's the bridge, there'll be a little B or you know, and I'll add my mm-hmm. own stuff to to the chord chart to make it make sense for me. 
and then go through it again. And I can knock it, you can knock it out. And especially if you know the song, you can knock that out in 20 minutes, a new song for a wedding. And then, and then, um, you know, and then, and then it's, uh, luckily I have a mind for that. You know, I can, I can do that. I can remember a song, listen to it and, and put it, you know, on a chord chart and I can play it again and then again and again. You started at a very early age singing, I think you said 11, maybe even earlier than that. Well, how did music come into your life and how did you recognize that you could sing in a variety of styles? Well, I mean, music and all the other stuff that happens when you're 11, I guess, uh, but just like any other kid with a guitar back then. I mean, when I was 15, 16, that was, you know, uh, very very early 90s when i was getting into music that's when you know poison stopped and pearl jam began you know when <laughs> when the glam rock ended and the grunge rock began and nirvana and pearl jam released those two albums um in the same year 10 i think i forget but um you know, and that was so. I mean, you know, my love of music came from, and obviously, Anthony, when you're a young man like that, if the girls like to listen to a guy playing guitar, kind of figure that out. And so, you know, that's where that comes from. And so then you discover, wow, I'm good at this. And that's that's the thing with life is if you can just find something that you're good at, and then you, you just work on that and you just do that. And hopefully, that one thing is not, you know, um, something that's going to keep you, uh, I mean, when I was younger, I worked in a lot of kitchens and, you know, when I was very young, just getting by and stuff. And, um, you know, I realized that this is not, I don't want to stand here like this. I don't want to be in this kitchen. It's eight hours of this. And I remember you take a break and you go out the back of the kitchen and near the garbage bins. And that's kind of what you, that one smell that all kitchens have near the garbage mm -hmm. area, you know? Oh, yes. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. I told my son just yesterday, just be careful. You're very, you're young. He's 22 years old and he can choose to do whatever he wants to do. He, he now is it. I said, relax, man. You can do whatever you, all the doors are open. I and mean, there's not all the doors are open, but there's still many, many, many doors that are open to you. So be careful what you decide to get into and spend years doing because this is it. You know, when you when you figure that when you when that's when you decide that you want to um, do that, do an apprenticeship in plumbing or uh, do you want to, you know, what it, whatever, for whatever it is, just be careful, son, because, you know, this is what you, you will be married to. And so music was always there. So and that was never something I thought I could make money from. It was just more I could do it. Everyone was doing it. Um, you know, everyone was strumming Led Zeppelin and. Pearl Jam and Nirvana songs, and that was our thing. That was I was that was the part of the clique that I was in. And then so I suddenly realized that I had a voice too. I, I realized I could sing, and that was um, something. As much as I beat the shit out of it, I, it's still there, and I, <laughs> I mean, it is still there. And thank God for yes, that. That's is. something that you can't pay for. That is something that just is there mm -hmm. or not, and. Uh, mm -hmm. I could always sing pretty good. And so um, that was what's why we're talking today, I suppose. That's one of the reasons. Do you remember the first time we met, Anthony? We met downtown. Yeah. 
at the tilted at, kilt. At the tilted kilt. Yes, I do. I remember. That was. <laughs> and uh, you were there with your friend. Who was that guy? Do you remember? He was I don't. I don't remember guy, who I was with. Like famous uh, R and B guy or something. Hmm. I forget. But anyway, that was um, that was me discovering the San Diego. But that, you know what that was? That was uh, the other side of this, which is the organization. Because you know, I had spent the last few weeks um, getting my sit list together, and back then we had books. We didn't have iPads. We had books on it. I had like I couldn't get a thicker folder from Office right. Depot. Right. You know? Two Give me a inches, folder that's that has right, three hundred right, pages right. in it. There wasn't such a thing. <laughs> you know? And so, um, but that was a result of of me going onto the internet back then and making a list of every single agent, every single bar, every single restaurant, every single hotel that had music back then. I didn't have any gigs and, and I needed to just start somewhere. And you were one of my first calls and you and mm -hmm. Peggy Jewel. Peggy Jewel. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and others. And back then, yeah, I mean, we can go on that. But uh, that was, uh, you know, organization plus, plus God gift did talent that comes from somewhere that you don't even know where an organization and then organization again and then some more organization and some initiative too mm -hmm. uh, you you know the fact that you did go to the phone book and look up people that might mm -hmm. need your services and contact us and ask us to come down and you know you did the diligence you made it work you made it happen uh, you didn't just uh, stand on a street corner with your guitar and hope that that would bring you to yeah then you learn a lot along the way i mean um and it's the same thing back before the internet you remember with the yellow pages we would <laughs> grab the yellow pages and we would go through the yellow pages just in the same way mm -hmm. and you know you have one plus one is is two you have talent you have a, a product that you can offer and then you need to get the word out and the, and, and it, it's a mix of all of those things musicians yeah um, in well, video, also, I, mean, I want to add, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sam. Well, the thing with videos, um, yeah, there's other, th you know, the other thing I want to uh, tell all the musicians out there is the, the quality of sound is just so important if you want to be successful in the corporate music, um, and, you know, the corporate music industry. You really have to have um, some really good, you know, effects, uh, not, not great effects, but you have to have good compression. Mm -hmm. You have to have good EQ. And you have to have a nice, well-rounded uh, effect going through your guitar and through your, uh, um, through, your, through your microphone. You have to have some good quality powered monitors. You have to have a good, a reliable uh, interface, you know, and then you have to have cables and spare cables. And you have to, you, you cannot, I mean, three strikes you're out, Anthony, in this, right? Interview, right? <laughs> if you people. get three, if you right. get three. I think you and this I, we're on 100%. Right. We've spent 10 years together, and this, this, I mean, I, I don't want you to bring it up now if you do know of one, but this, <laughs> I'd like to think that there hasn't been very many people that have, you know, been not happy with. Uh, no hiccups that yeah. I can recall, zero. None zero. that I can. Mm -mm. Yeah. I first met you right before I started working for Anthony. I mean, I'd known Anthony forever, but before I started working in the office and I was at Martini's meeting up with some friends that I friends from that were friends when I lived in Japan and we're having dinner and I'm hearing this voice and I'm hearing this music and I just I honestly couldn't take my eyes off of you 
And I thought, wow, he's just, there's something about you. I felt you were singing directly to me. Now, yeah. obviously you weren't, but I amazing. felt that. So when I started working for Anthony shortly after, and I was calling and putting some proposal stuff together. And he said, um, one of the people I want you to call is Sam Hosking. And I went, name is familiar. Why is that name familiar? And then I looked up your bio and I went, I remembered. And I remember thinking that I had the same feeling knowing I was going to get to talk to you that I have the night that I listened to you. And I thought, this guy is fantastic. Wow, that's really amazing. You know, that was so early on. Um, that was 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was there. And again, I had that big clunky book, you know, with the pages. And I, I would remember the book. But... And I would get the, you know, the plastic sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I, have, I have plenty of those. I know. I have a stack <laughs> of them. That was before, you know, uh, uh, one guy, you know, Gonzo uh, plays at the Dell. He was the one that turned me on to On Song uh, very early on. Michael, uh, you know, Gonzo. Uh, um, Plays at uh, Babcock and Story most nights. Mm-hmm. He should. He before that, I was carrying around that book, and you know, and <laughs> if you're gonna make mistakes, man. Just make them and do 100. Make those mistakes are beautiful, baby. Yes, they are, <laughs> and sometimes not even noticeable. Yeah, I mean that, that was way way back there, and the Martinis. That was one of my first uh, gigs over here, so I was kind of. Um, finding my feet then too. And uh, I met some great people up there and played some weddings mm-hmm. from being up there. And yeah. And then you move on. I haven't played there for years. No, I, I think, don't think. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're gone. They are. I think they've been mm-hmm. bought again or they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Up there, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, different owners came in. Uh, and different format, and I, I don't believe it was working as well. I like um, the Indian restaurant next door, um, Bombay Palace or something right there next door. It's oh, yeah, so good, isn't it? Yeah, place is fantastic. Yeah, I love so that. Place. I want to talk about your originals a bit. Um, Down Mexico Way and Gambling Man. What inspired you to write those? And and their country feel. Those two yeah, songs. Yeah, I was going through a, you know, I was going through a country face. I mean, um, you know, before, because I'm not uh, from this country, and so I had to be indoctrinated into the, you know, the country scene, and <laughs> at some point, and then, you know, after that, I never, you never look back. <laughs> and like many, I had to be convinced that country music was, and I, and you know, now I can't believe I ever. Th- wasn't so into it because there's just so many good songs and so such heartfelt stuff there and you know and and um do you remember david ponder my uh, bass player we used to do a little country set yes. um, yeah mm-hmm. he moved away to missouri lately which is um it's kind of sad but he has uh his roots in nashville he was he worked with uh, a lot of you know famous people out there that we would all we would all know and um you know, uh, he he uh, he produced those songs, so it was just kind of a uh, a thing we did. And you know, we just haven't been able to reproduce. He obviously moved away now, and uh, but you know, that was the first time we went into the studio and we actually did we did all that. You know, we 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 uh, we really tried to produce those songs well. 
Well, what about other originals? I just haven't got around to it, Anthony. No. Writing them or or uh, recording them? Both. Oh. Are there I mean, any? I just, really, I just don't, uh, I, I, I'm, it's low on the priorities, unfortunately. And, and mm. that's a, a, the victim of, and, you know, I don't know why either. And I wish they had the time and inclination to do that, but it's a, a victim again of the times. Do you know how many people re- produce these amazing, and this is no excuse, by the way, but I mean, I know guys and they, they who are, are throwing their stuff up on, uh, they, they put their heart and soul into an album for two or three years and they get it recorded and and people just swipe up you yes. know what i mean and people just oh, yes. fucking care and yes uh, it's it's um you know and, and then you're on spotify and it doesn't pay and it's and and at this point in my life i just can't i just don't have the headspace to dedicate mm-hmm. the love to it i that's why i really i know what it is I need to do if I wanted to do that. And that it would, it would mean having a lot of time and a lot of security and a lot of a space that I could do this in and months to think mm-hmm. about it. You have to put yourself in another place. You have to, you know, put, move your spirit into a place where you're, you're receiving, you know, the words of God from, you know, mm-hmm. where you, you can walk the streets and feel the love and look at a street sign and think of a line of a song in it, you know, mm-hmm. and where you can just put yourself on the ground in the moment. And we're all just chasing a buck over here. And that's what, that's what's happening. That's we're, true. That's, that's no excuse. And I will uh, spend more time doing this. It is, you know, nothing that you've said sounds like an excuse. Not it's, at all. It's, it's reality. It's just mm-hmm. the way that it is today. And even though it's great that technology has made so much accessible, including the ability to record and find music, it it just means there's so much more out there to swipe up on. You know, there's it's just so sad, and it's and, so sad. And then you give these guys a listen, and it is great. I think I heard that what statistic that uh, you know there's ten thousand new songs a day going up on Spotify. I don't know. I would. I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. And then, really, the people that are, you know who's doing great in uh, the music industry right now, people like me who can get twelve hundred bucks to play a gig, <laughs> mm-hmm. and people in, in doing music, music for movies and TV. They, those guys are doing great. They'll get twenty grand on on a purchase, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, and. Is it? I don't know. It's just a different time. I mean, if you write a heartfelt song, you might get really lucky, but you probably won't. You just probably won't. I mean, um, you, especially if you're, you know, you're over the age of twenty-five. And and Which one none so- of us are right, and none of us are. But one one song anymore is like going into the recording studio four years ago and feeling like, Oh, you got to do it again. It's just not enough because the appetite is nonstop anymore. And if you really want to play at that level, then you have to be prolific enough to be able to keep up at that level. And then there's the other side of it where you can just have a moment and then you can just record with you and a piano or you a guitar and then just something is amazing about it. Mm-hmm. Something is amazing about that. Like, and that can only be that the energy that you're feeling, your spirit is coming through in 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 the music or the song. Mm-hmm. So it can be just a simple little, uh, you know, uh, over the rainbow played mm-hmm. in a different way, three a.m. Mm-hmm. with a guitar or a mandolin and 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 uh, a voice, and that 
just can resonate and just blast through all of the stuff we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I but like you, I think you hit it perfectly, Sam, when you're saying about not being in the headspace and being able to find the love. If there's absolutely nothing wrong, and I think it's commendable to know where you are right now with what you're doing and where your love is and where your heart is. And then in five years, that could completely change and you recognize it and then you follow it. But if you're forcing something, that's what you get. You get a forced product. Yes. And it's the same. Like, I don't know if you have dogs, uh, but dogs, you know, um, dogs are just like that too. They can read your energy in a second. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to test your energy, get a dog. And if that dog is mellow and cool and just hangs out with you and doesn't misbehave and stuff, your energy's good. And with that energy, you take that energy to music because that energy is light. It's air. It's light blue. It's just uh, um, easy. Mm-hmm. That's the energy you need to take to corporate gigs. Everything's That's exactly better. right. Everything's mm-hmm. under control. I got it. Everything's fine. Just let me take care of it. And um, everything's going to be just wonderful. This Beautiful. Is- yeah. Uh, you have to almost be the calming agent sometimes, I'm sure, mm-hmm. at these events because that's not the same. Uh, it's not the same way everybody acts. There yeah, is, and you know, I say be- this stuff, and it's never, it's never perfect. I've, I've been, you know, driven out to Malibu. I went to this gig in Malibu the other day, and it was so far up in the hills. Like, uh, what's the name of that canyon back out the back of Malibu? What's it called? Do you know? I don't know. It's above my pay grade. I I was way out there. And I swear it took me 15 hours to get there. No, it didn't. But uh, it was just such a hard time getting to this place. And then I got there and I set up. No one was, didn't, nothing was working. We had to get sound up to, up these stairs. And, you know, I didn't bring enough cable with me, even though I always bring enough. And it was just nuts. And the the client was really tough. Um, and the the, uh, uh, the venue just didn't really want to deal with her anymore. And it was I was trying to get them together and like, okay, let's talk through this, you know. <laughs> and it finally, you know, all came together and stuff. And and but if you don't take a certain calming energy to that, if you contribute to that bad energy, man, it can be a, just a shit show. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. the whole thing can just be. And then with the music as well, you have to feel that way. You have to, um, so, you know, being in control of your uh, thoughts and, and being aware of the things that you're thinking and feeling is it, just really important with corporate music as well. Because mm-hmm. they'll leave you alone. If you provide a nice, calm, you know, nice, beautiful, light, purple, blue, nice energy, then, uh, People will trust in that and they, they will they will invest in you for those three hours. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. Side. They'll get on your side. So you work with a variety of booking agencies. Uh, I actually wanted to say booking entities, make that distinction. Uh, and often we're on the run. So how do you manage your calendar? Do you follow a particular protocol to make sure you're not double booking yourself? Yeah, no, that's very interesting, too, because um, of what you said in the beginning uh, about, man, you don't want to miss a gig. Three strikes, you're out, people. Mm-hmm. Three strikes, Anthony's going to say, um, listen, I like the guy, but we're just not going to book him anymore. 
he did a no-show one time and we love him. We kept him going. And then um, there was this one time that he was, uh, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. So three strikes and you're out. And so organization is, is obviously uh, key in, uh, so yeah. So I use Google Google uh, Calendar. You guys probably know mm-hmm. it. Oh, yes. Super easy. And you can, you know, plug in the venue. So as soon as you call me, that goes in the calendar. Hold for Alex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold that day. Um, right in there. Nothing else can get in the way, you know. And, and, and I remember one time my calendar failed on me or something. I couldn't find it. There was a desire to call everybody. And what do I have with you? <laughs> I think I remember that. But you still did but, that. But you did that. You did that. And, right. and I mean, Very that nice. was wonderful from our end. That was wonderful that we knew, okay, let's look on the books and see what we have you, have, right. have you for. It can be really scary. So, and, you know, then you get these, uh, you, can, you can set up um, the uh, 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 notifications on the calendar to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. one day before or whatever, you, you know, you get the notification. But that's it. It's organization again. Yes. And the communication. Uh, you're very communicative and it's very easy to get answers from you. And that's part of the deal, you know, because it's always moving parts, this business always, and things change. You want to make it easy for you. you. I want you to book me. Right. And, and and we want you to want us to book you. So it's, it's a, it goes both ways, goes both ways. Yes. So, we, we have just a few more minutes, and so we've come to a portion oh. of our program. I know, it goes fast, right? Yeah. But we got to get to the nitty-gritty. No. Yeah, the Balotified <laughs> Five. <gasps> the Balotified Five. No. Oh, come on. These are easy questions. It's easy. easy questions. Easy. Sam Hosking, what is your golden rule? Organization again. Okay. What is one? Well, it works and it's a, it's a good rule. What is one daily habit you have that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Um, You know, uh, a conversation with your inner self. And you have them daily. No, I don't, I'm not necessarily, but I I know what my brain is telling my mind. Or I I like it. I know what my brain is telling my mind. Yeah, I know. I know what my thoughts are telling myself, or something like that. You're aware, you're aware of what of you're thinking, right? You're aware, yeah. which aware is so. Which means you're in control of it, right? Yeah. We talked about journaling as a way to mm-hmm. take control of your thoughts. When you write them down, you separate yourself from them. Same thing, the self-dialogue. You know, being aware of what you're feeling and why you're thinking what you're thinking. When no one is listening, what do you tell yourself? I'm going to take the fifth on that one. Uh, I love it. I, I we'll talk later, maybe. Yeah, please, Auntie. Call me. Okay. Okay. I want <laughs> no, to no wait. I want to be in on that call. Actually, let's go have dinner. Can we? <laughs> yes. Yes, we absolutely can. Can, we, can I come up there? East? Where are you? Still up there in? Uh... I'm still in North Park. We're yeah. still in Bankers Hill. Yes. Uh, okay. That's on. That's on the. We'll get that hey, no on the pressure. calendar. You know, no pressure. No, I don't feel any pressure. None. <laughs> I never feel any pressure with you, Sam. That's the beauty of Sam Hosking. Uh, all right. So we'll find out what you tell yourself later. What is one change you'd like to see in the world? Oh man, you know we got over this COVID thing, and then all of a sudden, this boom. 
another bullshit thing going on, right? Like, what the hell happened, Russia? Oh, it's always something, isn't it? Jeez, it's like, you know, geez, man. Why can't we all just get along? It's men. It's always goddamn men in these places, you know, with their ridiculousness. I think, uh, Alex, we should let women run the planet. What do you think? Well, I'm just going to say, look where we are, and then you have your answer. Oh, my Lord. We, we need to let, you know, this, uh, this side of the fence uh, take a stab at it. Yeah, because we failed. We failed. We want to, you know, we want to destroy. And, and, and I mean, what do they want? Like, they want to uh, uh, just take and take and take and take. And, and I don't know. It's just crazy, man. And, you know, I, I'm very proud of America. I'm really proud of um, the way that it's responded to this whole thing. I'm really, because, um, you know, I'm one of you all now. I'm a citizen. I've been a citizen since 2002. I, I love this country. I really do. And um, I'm proud of the way it's, it's, it's uh, coming together to just, you know, try to um, create a, a place where we can all kind of live in f- freedom. I might have a really good friend. She's from the Ukraine and she stays with us. She was actually here when the war broke out. She was with mm. us in the house. And, uh, and, you know, she just says, she says that those people, they want, they want freedom. Like every, they, they want just not freedom, but they want to have computers and they want to have nice jobs. They want to make movies. They want to make TV. They want to work. They want to be in the Western world. You know, they want to have products and things. And, and just like, and we, you know, I'm really proud of the way that America has responded to this thing, you know, because the alternative is not, not good. Where just these men are in control, you know. I, I, I mean, I don't mean that, but you know what I mean. Like where these just ego, ego guys filled with just shitty energy and a shitty vibe mm-hmm. and greedy stuff, and they're just lying, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm really proud of of this country and the way that it's backing um, the good guys on this one. I don't know what that has to do with the question you ask me. I forget. Well, the one change you'd like to see in the world: more, uh, more good guys, less yeah. guys. More women in charge. America the whole time, though, Anthony. I mean, there's been things in the past. And, you know, just like when the IRA stopped stopped doing what they were doing after 9-11, I hope that America will will learn a lesson as well from, um, you know, this just blatant um, invasion, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. I think we have. I think we really have. It'll make it a lot harder for us to uh, do the same thing. And I just really, I'm really behind um, the stuff that we've done so far over there I just want to thank, say thank you for that thank yeah. you then thank you for um for, for for being a champion of america yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you know uh, hey can i tell you something hey music, here's a tip for you um if you've got a nice uh you know a good old uh, rowdy crowd out there and the last song you want to play you want to get a big applause before you leave um play the star spangled banner Really? Learn it and play it in Capo 5. And uh, you will get the biggest applause that you would have had all night long as long as you can do it good. You have to do it well. Good. Yes. Yes. Because you know what they say to musical theater and theater artists the two songs you never audition with Happy Birthday. Well, and you never Sondheim, but Happy Birthday and the Star Spangled Banner. Yep, I finished it. Because they up. have crazy ranges. Yeah, a little bit crazy, but if you can do it good and mm-hmm. um, you, you finish a gig like that. And so I always preface that with 
the stuff that I just said to you guys that mm-hmm. I've been here since 98 and I've been a, a citizen. My son is American and I married an American and, and I, I've been here since uh, 1998 and I love this country. And I tell them that truth and then I play that song and it works. Cause everybody wants to get off stage to a like, nice applause and stuff, you know, yeah. we want that. So that's- everybody, everybody loves that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so last question for you, and that is the biggest question of the day. What is your why? Why do you do this? What what gets you up? What's your purpose? Uh, I wish that I had a better answer for this, but here's my answer. Okay. Fortunately, um, not unfortunately, I guess, but um, we're all chasing the dollar over here. I'm I'm the same. I wake up most of the time. I'm thinking about how I can improve my financial situation. That's where I'm at right now. That's mm. what I'm doing, unfortunately. I mean, you know, that's why I say you've got to, uh, you know, separate the t- your time that you're doing these things and recognize that this time is for that and this time is for that. This time is to enjoy myself. But you've got to chase a dollar over here, otherwise you fall behind. And especially these days, like my son is 22, Anthony. What, what hope does this guy have to buy a, a you know, $750,000 little tiny house in Claremont? Homeownership is a, is a thing of the past. Honestly, I don't, I don't see it as being available to everyone in the future. Yeah. You got to get clever about it. You got to diverse. Mm-hmm. You got to do three or four things, not just. Right. One. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's, it's so, very hard to do it with, with one income. I'm here too. I'm not there yet. And, you know, I, I always say, if you're out there, like, you know, using this metaphor um, or this analogy uh, that you got to kill it and drag it home, you know what I mean? You got to go out and kill that meat and drag it home to the tribe. Right. So um, if you, if you're clever enough that, that you can stay home and make money, if you can feel clever enough that you can do something on computers or do, do something that, that you don't or begin a business where you have the staff run the business and they're all happy and you're paying them well and all that kind of stuff. And you don't have to go kill it and drag it home. You know, you're clever enough. You've done that. You've got people um, working for you and you put a lot of time and energy into it, but these events don't necessarily need you to be there. Right. So you, you've, you've managed to figure that out. And as a musician, that's uh, kind of, you know, I'm still going out. I'm still killing it. I'm still dragging it home. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, uh, yes, you are. Right? But, so, but, it, but it's a lot It's a lot easier than, as I've said, carrying a dish towel or uh, holding yes. a spatula. You know, it's, it's a lot yeah, easier. No shame in that game either. People. No game. No, no shame in any game. No. Yeah. As long as it's legal and moral. Yeah. But, you know, we always we just keep you dreaming. Aboriginal people call it dreaming. And what that is, is, is ambition. And also, guys, that happens to be the one thing that most women are very attracted to is, is your dreaming. Mm-hmm. They want not to hear stories. Not who you are today, who you're going to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not about not who you are today. I am just going to say that. It is about um seeing hope and wonderment in a man's eyes is very attractive. It's not about being better, being richer, being whatever, but seeing somebody who has hope and wonderment and curiosity is darn sexy. That's called dreaming. Yep. 
There you go. From the, from the mouth of babes, people. From the mouth of babes. And you are a babe. You are a babe. Thank you so much yes. for joining us today, Sam. It's been a while. We, we, we haven't said it, but we've been wanting to get you on this, this program for quite some time. So we finally made it happen. Wow, it's been really fun. Thank you so much for everything, not yes. just for today, but for your partnership, your professionalism, your musicality, friendship, uh, your friendship, your kindness, your warmth, all of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sam Hosking. I love you guys. We Thank love you, you too. Right back at you. Dinner. Yes, please. Dinner. Yes. Hey, thank you for listening to Bolotified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast. Bolotified is a production of Bolotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bolotta. Stay engaging. <laughs>